Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. Today, me and Kane are going to talk about how to close a sponsor. Before we do, can we just a quick shout out to, was it the last episode of the one before? The Siri thing. Or the Alexa. No, Alexa. Alexa, It worked. (laughs) It did. Someone said it worked and someone made this suggestion. So, we're going to try again. Hey Siri. Play the Podcasters Podcast. Nice. I really hope this has messed so many people up. I reckon we're going to lose followers. Yeah, probably, but it's fine. Was this your amazing bridge you were talking about? No, it wasn't. Okay. Hey, it's worked. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, no, it's playing. What, what is this podcast? Playing from our own correspondent podcast. That's not what I asked. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all gone wrong. Okay. How do you close a sponsor? The first thing is educating them because most companies or you know marketing executives at companies you might be speaking to probably haven't had any experience in podcasting it's still early days a lot of companies have spent a lot of money with podcasters but not the majority so you kind of have to sell the benefit of podcasting to the marketing executive or the head of partnerships whoever it is why it's better than say another form like a radio sponsor or or an influencer on instagram something like that so let's start with number one long tail if you upload to a podcast as long as you don't delete the feed that episode will get downloads forever, right? So January 2016, we launched the first podcast at Progressive Media and that episode one gets downloads every single week. And people always go back to the beginning of the catalog and binge episodes. So if I pay you X amount of pounds to sponsor your first 12 episodes and then if we never do another deal again, I'm still going to get the benefit of that staying in your feed because although I'm not paying you anymore, that's still in those episodes. So months or years can pass and people are still going back to listen to those old episodes. So they're still consuming that, hearing the ad, hearing the brand. And that's really powerful for the brand. So if you can explain that to them well enough when you're in that early stage negotiation, you can sort of say how it de-risks the company. Because yes, you make this good investment. I think it will make money or at least wash its face during the you know 12 weeks or whatever that we're agreeing. But even if it doesn't, you're going to get this extended benefit forever. I think this is particularly beneficial when you're trying to negotiate a sponsor before you have any episodes. Mm. I say that I had this conversation like two hours ago with someone who's just started working with us. Um, and she's talking to a potential sponsor. And she said, she said to us, she was like, yeah, but if you sponsor my first season, she's trying to get her first season paid for essentially if you sponsor this first season in five years time if someone discovers my show there's a good chance i go back to the first episode most as we know most podcasts the first episode gets listened to the most so if it's your very first season you say to a chance to sponsor my first season people always go back to the start so even if they go back to the start and only listen to two episodes they're gonna see the sponsor so i think it's a really really good way of leveraging your first sponsorship deal or your first season is by really leaning into, look, you're going to be the sponsor of my first episode, which is likely going to be my most most listened to. And you paying me this allows me to do it for longer, for better. I'll get more listeners. I'll get more attention. If I go viral in three years' time, you're going to get the benefit from it. For sure. And that's something that most don't know, but it's really powerful. Then you can move on to repurposing. So look, you come and sponsor the podcast but it's not just the podcast, right? My podcast gets transcribed. It's turned into a newsletter. We do social clips. We can put the watermark of your brand, your logo on all of those clips, right? So it's not just the podcast. You can build them a package, which is what I recommend. So go back to one of our older episodes about increasing how much you get paid from sponsors. This is what I talk about is offering them more, building what is valuable. 
So you're combining, maybe you've got a mastermind, maybe you've got um, an in-person networking event, social media, email lists, Facebook groups, whatever you have available to you that is essentially an audience that that sponsor might want to tap into, package it all together. And it all stems from the podcast. It's all podcast content anyway. So then you can get more from the sponsor rather than them just say sponsoring an Instagram post, right? So if, if I'm giving an influencer money for a post, on average, after 48 hours, the algorithm's going to stop pushing that content out. And therefore, you're no longer going to be getting the benefit of that. And actually what you see on a lot of um, like meme pages and so on like Instagram is they'll have like a sponsored post, but within 24 hours, they delete it. So mm. then the feed's not filled with ads. You're going to need to find somebody who's got a really, really big audience for it to be worth it. Most of the time, it's probably not on social media. And to be fair, those audiences, I know this because I tried it once a long time ago. If you go to a meme page or someone who actively is always doing that, it doesn't convert well at all really? because it's they do it so much. You actually would be way better value. If you were going down that route, going to a smaller creator that doesn't usually do ads mm. and getting them to do it because then it's like they've built trust with their audience. They don't see many ads. Whereas if it's a meme page where, oh, every other post is an ad, people just ignore it. And let's not forget the thing we speak about the most on the podcast is having a Money. really loyal... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that as well. <laughs> but let's not forget your podcast is going to have a very specific audience. If done properly... I'm not talking about the Joe Rogans of the world. I'm talking about most podcasters that are doing it for their business. You can have a very specific topic, therefore a very specific set of people. People that listen to this, independent podcasters, probably in the UK or US. So who might want to sponsor this show? Somebody like microphone company, camera company, a podcast hosting site, because you don't need an enormous audience if they only want to sell a few units because it's so targeted. Think, even on like the heyday of Facebook ads, when it was really good, you couldn't target people as well as you could just by getting a hyper niche podcast on board. Oh, right, of course. You know, if, if you know a few thousand people listen to this podcast for an hour every single week, religiously, for however long, they're highly engaged and they are all listening to really long form content about a specific topic. Like they're bought in. Mm -hmm. They are buyers, right? So they are people that really it costs a fortune to get in front of that specific of an audience which is why when you look at things like trade shows right if you want to exhibit at a trade show whether whatever your industry is you might be looking at five ten twenty grand because of how specific the people coming to attend that trade show is and it's the same principle it's just they're all in one place they're really engaged they're all very interested in one specific topic. They're all there for the same reason. So to, for you to advertise to them, you know, it costs a lot of money. Same thing with your podcast. So when speaking to a sponsor, I would make that comparison to, I, I always use a um, quite a drastic example of, you know, you've got like Times Square, millions of people every single day, but it's so broad. There's no correlation between any two people there or a trade show where there might be 5,000 people all there for the same reason. I was like, for my company, I would spend five times as much on the trade shows I would on Advert and Times Square. Oh, absolutely. That's why you. it's important to choose the right sponsor to go after as well. Don't go after the broad ones. Go after the ones that want specifically your audience because then you have that leverage of being like, well, what else are you going to sponsor? You're going to sponsor a massive channel that talks about everything and ev anything and everything because mm. there's nowhere near as much value in that as there is sponsoring shows specifically for your audience. For example, 
I've spoken before to a mic company and they was like, oh yeah, we've given like a microphone to these influencers with tens of millions of followers, etc. I'm like, right, but I, we have about 150 people who listen to our podcast and they all need a microphone because they all podcast. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh yeah. And like my, our audiences were more valuable to that influencer because what percentage of his audience need a microphone? What percentage of ours need a microphone? Yeah, right? Every single one. Yeah. So it's you, the size of the audience doesn't matter so much the more niche you get, um, which is something you can really leverage when pushing your podcast, uh, yeah, your sponsorship negotiation. Is there anything else that when speaking to, to clients or podcasters, they seem to have issues with, with sponsors? No, but I do have an interesting stat. So over the past seven years, the amount of money sponsors have been spending on podcasts in the US specifically has increased every year. It's currently at 1.8 million, but it's projected to be 3.9 billion by 2025. And that's the amount people are spending on Just ads. in the US? Just in the US, right? Yeah, so that's, that's shit ton. Oh, it's expected to over double in the next three years. And if you think the amount of active podcasts probably isn't going to double in the next three years because it doesn't actually increase that much. Well, it's gone down since 2021, like all those lockdown clips. Right. So I'm looking at the stats now. It was, no, it is billion. I, I was right, it is billion. So it was 842 million in 2020. It's now 1.8 billion in 2022. Damn. And it's expected to be 3.9 billion in 2025. So when speaking to sponsors, you can sort of show like that everybody else in yeah. your industry keeps spending more money. Especially if it's someone who hasn't done podcast sponsorship yet. Be like, this is what you should get on it. If everyone else is doing it, why aren't you? Yeah. One thing that we haven't spoken about yet, which is exclusive to podcasting when it comes to advert, adverts, is dynamic ads. Right, if you've been podcasting for years, or not even years, you know, you've got a bunch of episodes there, they can advertise on those old episodes because they continue to get downloads every single day industry-wide 50 percent of all podcast downloads are on old episodes so four weeks or older so there could be potentially thousands or hundreds of thousands of downloads that your sponsor could tap into by you doing dynamic ads on the whole back catalog as well as potentially let's say your future 12 if that's what your agreement was and that means you can do things like target them in terms of region with dynamic ads or time of day or things like this. You can get really, really technical with your dynamic ad insertion, which you couldn't do on, say, a social media, right? Nobody's going back to see your old social posts or nobody's going back to read your old email, you know, newsletter, but they will go back and listen to your old podcast. So you're just making it more valuable to the audience, uh, to your sponsor, sorry, by going, okay, let's do the next 12 and let's do the last what are we on now, like 110, 111 now. It's a really good way to ask for more money or at least if you're not asking for more money, not lose money, if that makes sense. Yeah, so the first point we made earlier was particularly valuable for people trying to negotiate the first sponsor with no episodes. Mm. This is the opposite end of the spectrum. If you're someone who's like, oh, that's no good to me really because someone's going to be sponsoring my 200th episode, great, you can use this instead. Mm. So the person I was speaking to earlier can't really benefit this, be like... Oh, there's no dynamic ads to put out because there's no episodes yet. But you can then say, if you've got 200 episodes, you go, great, dynamic ads on the back catalog. If you've got no episodes, you say, you're going to be the sponsor of my first few episodes. It's going to be baked in. That's going to be there forever. And these episodes are probably going to be my most listened to. Yeah, that's a top tip, actually, is if you're starting off, you want to please the sponsor. You need to make sure they convert. You need to build that relationship because if they convert, they'll pay you more. So focus on baked in. 
if you're a bit more established, you've got more episodes, you're maybe you've done a few agreements with them before, or you've had success with other sponsors, look at dynamic ads because you don't want to, I don't want to say tarnish it, but you don't want to put a baked in ad if you don't need to, because that way you can do dynamic and then you can remove it when you're done. And then when you want to speak to a new sponsor or maybe even renew with that sponsor, you can basically say, okay, well, the price has gone up. Otherwise, I'm taking it off. For sure. Uh, I just got really bored while listening to you. So I just started reading this stat again. Oh, thanks. Um, I noticed a sentence I didn't read out before. So this is in the US. Revenue grew 26% last year, twice as fast as total internet ad revenue. So Shit, son. the increase in podcast advertiser revenue is twice as fast as other forms of media or internet ad revenue in general which is another thing that shows this industry is increasing massively on the sponsorship side so that's something you can be like look instead of sponsoring this influencer look how much more benefit you're likely to get from podcasting because everyone else is doing it Hmm. so just to recap it's really important when negotiating your sponsorship deals that you're educating the person that you're speaking to on why podcasting generally is is important to them not just your show so when you're sending off your LinkedIn messages, you're sending off your cold emails to try and get a sponsor, don't share all of your details of your personal podcast, of your analytics, anything like that. Just get them on a call, become really inquisitive and ask them lots of questions. And if they've sponsored a podcast, great. Who did you sponsor? Was it successful? Do you mind if I ask how much? If they haven't, why not? Because this is the point where you're probably going to need to educate them. If they've never sponsored podcasts, they don't know what the return will be. They don't know whether they want to do it or not. This is your opportunity to sell them on why they should choose podcasting. And then you get to the point where you sell them on why you as a podcaster. Absolutely. One very last bonus point. If you've got a brand new podcast and someone's like, well, you've got no data. Exactly. This is why it's this price and not twice as much. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's, it's cheapest before you have an episode live. Mm. so that can make you have a higher perceived value of the sponsorship of your yeah it's a mindset change isn't it it's not i'm new so i'm cheap it's you're welcome this is the cheapest i'll ever be yeah and i will continue to grow here's the plan here's who i'm working with here's who i've interviewed you want to get on now on the ground floor like you want to invest in amazon in 2000 not in 2023 and if you have a little bit of arrogance and swag of a sponsor they might actually react quite well to it yeah sure until next time adios Thank you.